It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. ESPN Las Vegas, Cofield, John Von Tobel. It's good times out here, good times. And very important, we've been talking to uh, folks who are connected with uh, NFL Alumni Health. Rod Woodson is with us. Introduce a very important person in this whole conversation. He's the most important person in this conversation. John with the DEA, uh, some of the stats that he's going to throw out are staggering, concerning, worrisome as a community, as a whole in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, how can I top that? You know, a Hall of Famer, <laughs> yeah. uh, the be- one of the best that's ever done it, introducing me like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've partnered with uh, Rod Woodson and with the NFL Alumni Association to talk about the dangers of fentanyl, particularly our One Pill Can Kill campaign. We're losing too many Americans to drug poisoning and drug overdose deaths. We know that fentanyl is the leading cause of death in Americans between 18 and 45, <clears throat> so we have to get that message out there. Mm-hmm. We have to let people understand that these pills are being manufactured to look like a pharmaceutical pill, but seven out of 10 pills that we seize contain a potentially deadly dose of fentanyl. And we see 78 million of them last year. They're ending up in all of our communities. They're out here in Vegas. And by the way, I was at our Vegas office this week. They're selling these pills on the streets of Vegas right now for 30 cents a piece, 30 cents. Wow. And they're killing Americans every day. 300 Americans a day are losing their lives to this. So Rod, you're obviously partnering with them. Why is this important to you? Well, my oldest son had addiction when he was younger. Uh, he fought through it. He's, he's living good now. Um, just happened to get that message out. I don't, I'm so blessed not to be a statistic yeah. out there in this world. And we wanna, I want to put that message out there to the rest of the families and communities out there across the U.S. saying, let's be smart, let's talk about it, and let's make sure that we're making wise decisions. These are crazy times. John Delaney is with us. Uh, Rod Woodson is with us as well. Um, do you want to talk about the XF, uh, XFL experience? Because I know now we don't have a team. Now they've shrunk the league down. No, do you have I, high I, hopes for the future of an alternate football league? Can it work? I, I think they need to have a league. I think it works better if they collaborate in some form or fashion with the NFL. I think players aren't going to get better practicing all the time. I think they need to go out and play. Uh, I would love to see kind of like what they used to do with the NFL Europe, what they used to like assign players to the different teams. I would love to see that be collaborated with the NFL, with the UFL, where they have opportunities to get out there on the field and to show their skill set. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I think the only t- sport that didn't have a minor league, so to speak, is the NFL. Yeah. You know, minor league was with the, was college. And, and I'll let everybody know, just because you come from college in a big program does not mean you're going to be great in the National Football League. It does not doesn't mean that. And a lot of guys need – years of of fine tuning mm-hmm. to be ready to play in the national football league we talked to uh deandre carter earlier who's been with nine teams he's with the raiders now and he's 30 years old so he's made a living bouncing around but there are so many guys who are like 26 to 32 who are in and out and at some point when you're 26 27 like you gotta work like i don't even know how you, you do it and, you know hey i'm I gonna mean, be a you, part-time football player you want you want to work you want to have the opportunity to have a place to show your skills and so the I'm hoping that it does work. I'm hoping that the salaries that are as such where they can sustain it, um, the NFL in some capacity, they, they find some type of collaboration, they can work together. Um, maybe some of the rules, and I, I, I'm hoping that the one rule that they had with the XFL on the kickoff rule goes into the NFL because they don't even return it anymore. 
in the National Football League. It's, it's uh, you might crazy. get one return right. in a game. So moving it up, taking that head-to-head collision away, and still allowing those guys to return kicks, I think that could be coming. It would be good to see some of the things that maybe they're thinking about in the NFL. Let them do those type of rules or, or uh, things in, in the UFL and see how it works. Football, though, as a minor league, is challenging inherently, though, right, because it's such a physical sport. Like, there's a reason why you guys only play once a week and for only six, 16, 17 weeks. It is. It is a challenging sport, but kids need it. Yeah. Players who want to be there need it. You can't sit and say, okay, I'm getting better because I practice, you know, three times in a week right. for two years. Now I'm better. I'm ready. Well, no, you haven't been out there going full speed. And you still need that opportunity to, to show go full speed, not only to the – think about all the practice squad players that are out there in the league. How many of them come up and now they're, they're just straight ballers? There's not that many because, what, they don't play. Right. So, yes, you still are, are in front of the coaches. That's a great thing. It is. That's a great thing. But having the opportunity to put on your skills at a full – going full speed in front of the masses, that to me I think would help – highlight these players than being on the practice squads all the time. John Delaney is here, uh, here with us. Uh, Rod Woodson as well. Are you a football fan? Oh, absolutely. Which team? Well, first of all, I'm a Patriots fan, and, and we've been doing stuff together all day. Oh, he boy. finally mentioned Tom Brady uh, a few minutes ago to me. I think he's been <laughs> holding back on me a little bit. Uh, this is enemy territory over here, my friend. <laughs> yeah. What, Times well, were Tom, good. Tom, Tom Brady is always in Vegas now. What are you talking about? He's always here. He's here. Yeah. He's a part owner in the WNBA team with the Aces. I'm, you cannot, you know, you can't hate the guy because now he's a part of Vegas. Well, I think he means <laughs> specifically this table. Oh, that's oh, what okay. I meant. Like, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. He's, okay. he's a Jets guy. I'm a Colts guy. So, like, oh, there's been got, a lot of Tom Brady. we like, got a lot, of, a lot of misery about yeah. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And then here's the scary thing, and this is for you, John. The scary thing is uh, after the AFC Championship, I'm in uh, the car driving home with my girlfriend who's a Chargers fan, and I looked at her, and I'm like, this is going to happen again, isn't it? And, and she read what I said. She's like, he's another Brady. Patrick he's Holmes. another Brady. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is another Brady. We'll see what happens on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Can he ever break TB12's record? No. no. What do you think? That's hard. I mean, winning seven total yeah. individually, well, six with the Patriots and one with Tampa, that's, that is hard to do, man. I mean, that's – I don't think that would ever be broken. Well, the hard part is the AFC is now stacked with all these young quarterbacks. Like, the Chargers may actually be a team that can win 10, 11 games with Harbaugh, and they can, you know, reach the potential well, of what Mike, uh, Herbert Mike, can do. I don't know, because they said that they're going to get Greg Roman as the offensive coordinator. And my question is, you're not running, you're not running that offense that they ran with, you know, Kaepernick <laughs> yeah. with Herbert, because Herbert can throw the rock. He's a big athlete now, yes. But you don't want to put him in harm's way that often and running those zone reads and RPOs all, all day long. Yep. So, John, are you uh, – I'm sorry to jump in. Are you sad about Belichick not having a job? I am. I am, actually. Uh, you know, uh, listen, we're talking sports. He's the greatest that's ever done it. But I'll just tell you from, from a fan perspective, I see, like, a lot of these coaches come and go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, the Patriots had something special for a long time. I think there's something to be said about stability in some of these organizations. And he's been around a long time. He'll end up somewhere. Are you shocked that he didn't get a job? I am. I, I am. I am shocked. But a way I'm shocked, yes, but I, I'm not because of the way it was set up in New England for him, he kind of ran the whole show. And not too many people are going to give him that whole show where you're the general manager, you're the head coach, you're the equipment guy, you're everybody, you're everything. It's not too many 
not too many franchises are going to do that for them. So, I mean, it, for, for me, yes, I'm shocked just for the fact that one of the best coaches ever, if not the best coach ever, not having a job. Um, but I'm not surprised because everybody went to a young movement. And I'm still saying, young? I didn't learn anything from a young coach. I learned everything that I know from all my older coaches who are, who are 60-ish, 50, 60-ish years old. They taught me because they were in, they were in it for 20-something years. Well, young and offensive-minded, right? I think that's probably Offense, the other. defensive-minded, both. Yeah. I, I think they, it, like when you say all these gurus, who's a guru? Tell me who's a guru. Who's a guru in the National Football League who's, who has, who put their own, who started their own system? Right. Yeah, that's a guru, right? Bill Walsh started the West Coast. Guru. Dick LeBeau started the fire zones. Guru. Everybody else, they're, they're taking parts and pieces of all of it. I feel like Kyle Shanahan could be that. And he I could, think Kyle he Shanahan have a really is a great – I think Kyle Shanahan is a great game caller. He uses his dad's system. What he does different than his dad, more motion, more pre-snap motion, so now he's going to figure out where you're at and what you're doing, and then he can game plan against it. So I wanted to go here. You're a Tom Brady fan. You work the media, by the way, when I was like 9, 10. NFL Network was awesome. Loved watching it when I was younger. I'm going to ask both of you this first. I'll start with you. I think Tom Brady's not going to be good on TV. Uh, I, I will – I'll come back and, and I'll let you buy me lunch <laughs> on that. He succeeds at everything he does because he outworks anybody. That's why he's always been in a position to win. He will succeed at that too. I think his analyst mind will be good. I think he's going to be boring. No. He, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I never really – I don't – I've never talked to Tom Brady, so I don't know if he's entertaining or not. He's getting 100 – how much is it? $235 million? How much Something, is that? yeah. So he has enough money to have <laughs> all the game film that he wants to have yeah. and people working for him to give him all the information and the stats that he needs, right? And I think he understands football. So he'll have a good take of what it is. Just don't guess. There's a, quite a few analysts out there who guess and try to pre, try to be, you know, uh, uh, you know. But just don't put, in the, don't, don't, don't put in the work either. And then don't, I feel like a lot of guys now, former players, uh, don't call sources. Like you have sources, call and check on stuff. Yeah. Don't let, to your point about it, don't guess. Don't guess, but watch film. Yep. The film tells you everything. If you really know football, I don't need numbers because numbers can lie. Mm. But if I'm watching tape, I'm like, okay, they're doing X, Y, Z. I mean, I, when the Ravens played the Miami Dolphins this year, I'm looking at the game and going, man, they run four plays. And I really didn't see it when I was watching film. But then when I saw the game, I'm like, they run four plays over and over and over and, and it was good so the game is not real complicated i think it's got to do your work and watch film and i think he will do that and like i like john said john the dude he's a grinder he has a chip on his shoulder and everybody is saying what you're saying i don't i had the same question i don't know how because i've never heard him say anything in white when he spoke and he said something about football where i said oh yeah i, mean, I never he, thought about he that had a good line in ted too <laughs> he had a couple. He, he also said when you know when some people were talking trash, uh, you know, well done is better than well said. Yeah. Right. And he would just go out there and, and lay it out there on Sunday. So. John Delana, uh, DEA, Rod Woodson. One pill can kill. It's a really important cause. Let's close on this. So you got the uh, the pullover on. You've done a lot of things in your career. How about hanging around a guy from the DEA and well, that experience? Hey. 
his stories, he has some great stories. And I thought I had great stories being in the locker room for 17 years. His stories are better than mine. <laughs> yeah, we're having some fun. I mean, I can't believe I'm sitting here listening to Rod Woodson break down X's and O's. Uh, you know, here we are at the greatest show on earth, right? Uh, it's an honor for me, but this is a very serious issue that we need to talk about, and we need to do it on a grand scale. That's why we're doing it here today. Please go to DEA.gov slash one pill, get some information about it, and keep your kids and your community healthy and safe. Back to Cofield and Company, live from Radio Row at Mandalay Bay, brought to you by the Vegas Lawyers, a division of Paul Pata Law. Thanks to Rod Woodson, the NFL Hall of Famer and uh, Hall of Famer in the in his field mm-hmm. with the DA, John Lena. Good spot there. Danger stuff. Danger stuff. We got uh, Chris Russell coming up. We really got a deep dive on what happened with Kingsbury, and I am fascinated. And Chris works for the Team 980 in DC. I am fascinated by the attempted culture change. It's a really weird mix around Adam Peters, who's over from uh, the Niners organization, right, and Dan Quinn. So Chris is coming up in less than five minutes. Uh, first of all, Damon, we've got our uh, talkback system here with the cameras. I don't. This is not showing up on our cameras, but if you look between John's eyes, it Von Tobel looks like he has a monobrow, unibrow. And it's been getting worse throughout the day. I know you went out on the town last night. Did you fight someone? No, I did not, actually. My wonderful son was showing me his arm and decided to chuck one of his toys straight into my face. Nailed me right between the eyes. I mean, what do you do in that case? I don't know, because it didn't even did actually. Did you snap? No, because it didn't feel that. It, it, oh, wow. it looks a lot worse than it feels. Like, yeah. I didn't feel anything. But I don't know. I guess it just hit me right. Like, and it hit me right. Like, What's the shape it. of the toy? Now I can't stop staring at it. There's a car. It's like a crescent yeah, shape on your, yeah. uh, between your eyes. It's yeah. blowing up. Isn't it weird? Yeah. I don't get it. Well, that's not a, as Damon knows, as a former pro wrestler and maybe still a pro wrestler, uh, you cover enough fighting, you know. There's not, there's not a lot of protection up, right. on, up on the dome up top, so you can bruise pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You cut. You're lucky. Didn't, a, you're lucky. You didn't get busted wide open. Good thing I'm not on camera. Oh, well, tomorrow. Little. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Johnny Von Tobel will be uh, with us here in the morning at Radio Row with Cofield and Company, and then it's back to the real job. Vison. They're all real jobs, Steve. JVZ, I gotta ask though. Was there a company party last night, and you were just alone playing the machines by yourself like a loser? No, uh, no, it was not like a loser actually. So uh, at the at the company party yesterday, it was like a DraftKings media party get together. And I was told that we only got one free drink. So I was like, well, I don't want just one free drink. (laughs) So let's play some video poker and and get another drink. And then when I was told that, no, the person who told you that was a liar, it's all free drinks, I immediately stopped playing. You had an open bar? Yeah, we had an open bar. Oh, wow. What a great surprise. Yeah, so I immediately stopped playing. (laughs) Dynamite. Yeah. That's excellent. Uh, Damon, do you think that Cody Rhodes has a – major bruise on his face yeah well the rock slapped the taste out of his mouth so then maybe there will be a little residual there t-mobile arena guys i wish i was there and yeah, why of the why show. did you why did you come in today well steve i enjoy my checks for the moment and i think if i was there instead of here that would have been grounds for immediate termination uh a super bowl day off especially if you were tweeting about cody rhodes getting slapped that might Can be you trouble. believe this the rock is in the building me just taking selfies as I also put in for a sick day for it because I would want to get paid for the day. 
What was the event? Uh, this was just a WrestleMania kickoff press conference impromptu that I think that the WWE taking advantage of the Super Bowl being here in town said, hey, a lot of people want to see WWE. T-Mobile, it's free to the fans. Last Friday, they announced it as SmackDown went off the air, The Rock and his cousin Roman Reigns stood face to face. And if you guys, here's the twist. Here, I've got a bone to pick with the WWE real quick. So Cody Rhodes, the winner of the Royal Rumble, you get, you get the challenge, the champion of your choice. Him and, him and Roman Reigns, they have the story. Cody's catchphrase, I got to finish my story. Doing it for Dusty, his dad, who never won the title. He comes out and he says, Roman Reigns, I want everything you have. I am going to take that title, but not at WrestleMania. The Rock comes out, and it's, it's setting up, hey, he is going to take the place of Cody and challenge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. But so much backlash. We want Cody. Everybody's booing The Rock on social media. The WWE, they caved. They gave the nerds what they wanted. Now we see in this press conference, The Rock is saying, hey, you're talking about the bloodline. That means you're talking about my family as well. He's my cousin, so I'm not going to let you sit here and talk crap about my cousin when on January 1st, at the beginning of the year, he says, should The Rock sit at the head of the table? So what is this flip-flop? If you wanted The Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, just give the people what you want. Don't cow to the public pressure of the We Want Cody movement. But with all that said, I am excited to see what they have going. I think, isn't it kowtow? Kowtow, you know. Yeah. You, know yeah. you don't need to finish words. People know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is Cody Rhodes single now or is he still married? He is still married to one of the most um, beautiful women on earth. I was behind her and catering one time for an AEW event. She looked back, she said hi, and I went to go sit down. I dropped my plate. I said, I don't need to eat food right now. What's her name again? Brandy Rhodes. Brandy, yeah. She was in studio like five years ago with us. I agree with you. What a time. Good, good combination of uh, wow. very, very fit, very attractive, and really smart. What a smile. And now you looked her up? Yep. I folded. Wait, do, um, I to, do I have to pay for WrestleMania? Not if you have a Peacock yeah. subscription. Oh, I just got rid of it. <laughs> Damon, did you see the list of all the people who stopped by R&R 920, ESPN Las Vegas? Did you see the whole list? Do you see the interviews coming in? Uh, that's scheduled for tomorrow, maybe? Because I haven't been. No, okay. who am I supposed to be looking for? That's Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp stopped by. Yeah. How was he, he dressed? Hi. He said hi to me. Uh, casual. I'm not going to tell the story. It's uh, someone else's story to tell. Maybe he told it. Oh, man. I, I was excited. I was just, nope, he mentioned gonna, me the, nope, way you, nope. the way you set it up. Nope. Do you, have a, do you have a pass with Warren Sapp? I don't know, but Steve just set it up as this. Demond, you've got to hear this story. No, nope, not going to do it. terrible radio. I know it is. It might be – someone might be able to coax it out of me tomorrow. I have to get approval. You don't want to tell other people's stories. It might affect a relationship. Okay. That's it. Could have been bad. Could have been nothing. I might just be – Setting up a story that's nothing. You're welcome, ESPN Las Vegas audience. <laughs> there you go. I dragged you into the deep waters. No payoff, like most of the show. It happens. Do you think, John, that this is a new era that's going to work? Uh, Dirty Dan, Dan Snyder, mm-hmm. the Snyder dog, he's out. It has to be better, right? Yeah. Or are we starting to see signs? Uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, I think you never really know. So I, I think that there is a very clear and easy path to being better than what Daniel Snyder was doing. So Jim just not being there makes it better. Yeah. And I, I think at the very least, I also think, look, they kind of got screwed when their guy decided to stay. But what I'm worried about is Ben Johnson supposedly 
Ben Johnson told people that the ownership mix, management mix, is real weird. He thought it was very basketballish. Yeah. Some of the names, I don't like some of the names. Why? I just don't. I don't. It's all based it's building your roster based on data mm. and building your staff and everything like that based on the data that is okay. provided. We were just talking about this. Okay. Well, I talked to Chris Russell from the Team 980 because I wanted more information, and I also wanted to put him on the grill about breaking my heart, breaking our hearts about uh, Cliff, them stealing away Cliff Kingsbury. But I started off talking about Dan Quinn gets hired. I feel like a lot of people looked at the Dan Quinn hire, and they're like, really? There were all these offensive hot shots, and we didn't get them. So I asked him what the vibe was around town and what he thought of the uh, Dan Quinn hire. While most people are nonplussed by it and, you know, not excited by it, both locally and nationally, I'm excited by it. Now, first, I'm a defensive guy first. I know that goes against the grain. Uh, surprise. Uh, in terms of the trends of offensive first and quarterback this and that. Listen, I- I'm not opposed to offense, but I-, I still think the best way to win football games is by being able to stop opposing offenses or limit them, control them. You hire a strong offensive staff, offensive coordinator. Hopefully you develop the quarterback and you can win games and you're not asking said quarterback to score 28 plus points a game, Cofield, which I think too many defenses, uh, too many organizations are probably asking their guys, especially young guys, uh, to do. And, 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 and to me, so I think you build out from that way first. Now, Dan Quinn, I also love experience, right? Some people call it recycled. Some people call it retread. I hate retread. That word bothers me. I'm sorry. That's just me. Um, I, I look at it as he's experienced. He learned a lot from his time in Atlanta, right? And he developed a really good coaching staff. And I talked to Thomas Dimitrov the other day, the general manager uh, who hired him and who was in Atlanta for a long time. I mean, he could not say enough positive words about Dan Quinn. I didn't realize this, Steve. Dan Quinn got control of the 53 when he got that job. That was a contractual guarantee that Arthur Blank gave to him. And Dimitrov was telling me, Dan walked into his office when he first got the job and he said, look, man, he's like, this is, this is you, you're the GM, you do this. I'm going to give you my, 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 my spin on it. I'm going to want some input, but I'm not doing this. I'm the head coach. I've got enough to worry about managing my staff and the players and the day-to-day stuff. You do this. So to me, like all of these things about Dan Quinn are what I love. And there's so much more with Quinn. They did believe, I think a lot of fans were going down the path of Ben Johnson, young, you know, high uh, octane offense. So were they a little let down? Is it one of those things? Hey, this guy's got to grow on him a little bit. Quinn's got to grow on him. Absolutely. The bar was set so high, you know, with, um, you know, some of my fellow compatriots in the media just saying Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson, Ben Johnson over and over and over so much so that we had a Ben Johnson alert sounder, you know, Um, (laughs) uh, you know, it just, I mean, it was so over the top, and I had been told right from the get-go, even before, that Ben Johnson was, yes, a top candidate, absolutely, and a top option, but he was not the only option, and they weren't hell-bent one way or the other on that. They were really, truly, genuinely interested in finding a really good leader you know, you hear the term leader of men, whatever. I, I mean, but but Dan, I'm telling you, I, I I got a buddy that's an AFC coordinator. I'll just leave it at that, right? And he worked with Dan Quinn. And he said, 
and this is a guy who served in the military before getting into coaching. He said, I have never been around somebody who is as big of a galvanizer and leader and, 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 you know, like, uh, just gets guys to buy in and give that extra little effort that you need over the course of a long season. And that's Dan Quinn. So to me, if you wanted somebody with, you know, fancy diagrams and whatever, uh, great. Ben Johnson seems like a guy who can only do that, but is not any of the other pieces. So I don't even know if they would have interviewed him, Cofield, if they would have actually hired him at that point. Chris Russell from the uh, team 980 in D.C. A spot today is brought to you by the uh, biggest big game bash in town down at downtown Las Vegas Event Center. Get your spot at DLVEC.com. So there's two rumors about Ben Johnson, and I'm, I'm going to run both of them by you. Uh, one, uh, the suggestion that he's sort of a bad character guy because the, uh, the commies, the, they were flying out to Detroit, and then on their way there, he's like, nope, don't bother. I don't want to interview. True? I mean, that's how they view it, and that's that was my immediate reaction. When I was on the air live, when that was unfolding, they were on their way, and I hadn't, I didn't know if they had landed already or if they were still in midair when they found out, but then we found out they found out in midair. I thought it was a terrible look. I mean, you don't, you know, you want to pull out, look, he didn't just pull out of the commanders, he pulled out of the Seahawks too, right? So it's not just a, 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 commander's thing. It's a commander's Seahawks. I don't want to be a head coach. Well, that's your choice, pal. You got every right to make that choice. Good on you. You want to draw plays and, and hide in the shadows a little bit under, you know, uh, Dan Campbell. Fine. But that was my question all along. What else is this guy besides a great play caller? What else is he? And we found out the last two hiring cycles that he might not be the guy that you're looking for to lead an entire organization. Lead an offense, that's one thing. Lead an entire organization, that's another thing. Second rumor, look. second rumor, Chris Russell out of D.C., radio star there. Second rumor about Ben Johnson. I don't know if this is from Camp Johnson or something else. That uh, Ben Johnson thought, ah, the commander's ownership, the next level's down. Basketball people, they don't know what they're doing with football. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, listen, that ruffled a lot of feathers around here. But I mean, if you think about it, right, Josh Harris owns the Philadelphia 76ers and presided over uh, uh, the process or whatever the hell that was called. Right. Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time and one of the greatest businessmen of all time. And then Bob Myers obviously kept, you know, all of the Warriors together. He didn't exactly pick all those guys, but he kept all of the Warriors together during their amazing run. So there is a lot of basketball flavor. I Listen, I, I'd be stupid to deny that that's a thing. But here's the thing, Cofield, I, I, and maybe I'll turn it around on you. You know, sure, that might be their lean or that might be their experience, but does that make them inequipped to, to, to run an NFL franchise, especially when you have Adam Peters, who was the bell of the ball, as a new GM already in place, when Ben Johnson allegedly, supposedly is thinking this, deciding this, what have you. And on top of that, you do have Rick Spielman, who's an accomplished former GM. I'm not saying Rick Spielman's going to the Hall of Fame by any means, but I mean, he comes from a football. So you get my point. And you have, you know, Martin Mayhew and Marty Herney, guys that have been around the game a long, long time. It's not like he was coming here, you know, with um, – the New York Knicks running the entire show and no football people. So to me, I think that's a little bit over the top and maybe absurd. 
All right, now it's time to get combative. Uh, Chris Russell is with us, the Team 980 in D.C. I spent Friday on the no. show uh, extolling his virtues, thought about how much I loved him here, and then my heart was broken. You guys ripped him out of our grasp. What in the hell? What do you think happened? I mean, on our end, we heard, hey, offered a two-year deal. That's as far as MD would go. That's what he does. Wanted a three-year deal. How do the commanders get involved? How do they steal him? Yeah, so I don't know the exact contract terms, but I would be stunned if it's only two years. I mean, that's not that's not the general um, way to do these things with with you know a new coach hire, especially somebody who has head coaching uh, and the experience level and the panache, if you will, that a Cliff Kingsbury has. So I'd be very surprised if he got anything less than a three year deal, and he may have gotten a four year deal. The other thing that I heard was Magic Johnson. We're talking about basketball people. Magic Johnson was instrumental in this somehow, some way, getting him out of Vegas and getting him to Washington. Now, I will tell you this. When I, you know, like you, you were dealing with Cliff Kingsbury. I didn't give a lot of thought because I thought he was going to the Raiders. I was dealing with Chip Kelly on Friday, and I was yeah. like, no, I don't want Chip Kelly. I don't want Chip <laughs> Kelly, who interviewed with the Raiders as well. Yeah. And I was like, Find me somebody other than Chip Kelly. Like, I know his offense is sexy. I don't want that. Here's what also happened. Clint Kubiak, son of Gary, San Francisco uh, pass game coordinator, was Dan Quinn's number one target, I had been told. And he went to New Orleans before Dan actually got the job. Um, I don't know why he went to New Orleans instead of waiting for Dan. Maybe he just didn't want to wait. I, I, I don't know. The bottom line is, is that threw them for a little bit of a loop. And then on top of that, uh, Kellen Moore going to Philadelphia. Remember, Kellen and Dan Quinn worked together in Dallas and had a good relationship. That was also an option. And him going to Philadelphia also threw them for a little bit of a loop. So they, I don't want to say they were on option three or option four. That's not fair to Cliff Kingsbury, but I don't think that was option one. Let's put it that way. With Kingsbury and his ties to Caleb Williams' uh, recent season at USC, do you believe the commies in D.C., the commanders, are willing to pay a king's ransom to move up? Is it worth moving up? What do you think? Every time you say the commies, I, 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 I smile. Because <laughs> well, I, 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 feel, I feel bad because I, that was a name we used around right. Dan Snyder, and it was just it's perfect. It's, I mean, so, you know, listen, I, so call them, yeah, yeah. I call them the commandos, uh, the commandalorians. Okay. <laughs> all I, right. you know, I mean, all I've right. got all sorts of pet nicknames for them. I wouldn't call them the commies on your local show. I think that, no, that won't go over well. Not. Probably no, that won't not. Go over well. Do you think I should ask uh, Dan Quinn tomorrow when he comes on the radio show if I if he's sure. the head coach of the commies or yes, uh, yes. Now you know. So I mean, I mean, here, here, here's the deal. Um, I forgot the question that you asked. Um, <laughs> I was asking about trading up for Caleb Williams. Oh, oh, yeah, trading up for Caleb Williams. I mean, obviously, that's the immediate thought, right? Well, the reason why you're hiring Cliff Kingsbury is because he worked side-by-side -side with Caleb Williams last year at USC. And, and, and I mean, I, again, I can't tell you that was the plan from the start. Maybe that's part of, hey, wait a second, if we somehow trade up or – Chicago bypasses or whatever the deal may God forbid, maybe somebody likes somebody other than Caleb Williams and picks that person at number one, Jaden Daniels or Drake may or whatever, or Marvin Harrison jr. Whoever you go with, maybe we wind up on, on uh, with Caleb Williams in our lap, right? Well, 
wait a second, we've already got somebody who's worked day to day. And they know Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray did not see eye to eye towards the end and really maybe for more than just towards the end in Arizona, right? So that important relation or that relationship, of course, is so important. Now, the thing that I would say is that's the obvious inference. Everybody has leapt to that conclusion. However, I think Cliff Kingsbury can absolutely work with Jaden Daniels or Drake May if that's the option. And that is probably the option. I don't, I, I think they fit in his system, you know, this air raid mix of run out of the gun, all of that stuff. Like I don't think it's Caleb Williams or bust. And I would be very, very leery of what you're getting in Caleb Williams off the field. And I don't mean criminal issues. I just mean pain in the ass issues. Chris, you are the man. Continued success in D.C. as one of the kings of Sports Talk Radio there. Thank you so much. My guy. Always good to be on with you. Chris Russell, the team 980 in D.C. I wish the... D.C. football fans, a lot of luck. I'm not sure this is going to work, Damon. Are you confident that it will? No, I don't believe in Dan Quinn at all. And I, I kind of, like, I'm rooting for their downfall now that they have Cliff Kingsbury. I like Dan Quinn. I don't like hearing that Magic Johnson stole away Kingsbury from us. I don't like that at all. And I don't now, like that the enemy's getting the boot. Uh, that too. That too. So, I, we'll see. I mean, a lot. you know what a lot of, that's a great, by the way, great sports talk take, right? We'll see. No, I just said I don't know if it's going to work. He's wrong on Caleb Williams. But I know this narrative is, was going to come up, and that's why I immediately, every time, every time we mention that Caleb Williams may talk himself or complain himself or demand himself out of Chicago, people will build a narrative. There's something wrong with that guy. And that's why I will always, especially at a guy like Chris who's a New York Giants fan, oh, Eli Manning, same thing. Oh, well, it's not different. Like, no. Well, I mean, he's, he's a Manning. Archie Manning's kid. He's going to be fine. Like, So what could be the reason, Steve? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I know. Um, you know what's going I thought, on. I thought quarterbacks were all team guys. Uh, yeah. The diva is usually the receiver. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe he has more in common with receivers that are divas than he does that at the quarterbacks. Are you know, doing, you're doing your best Bill Polian breakdown of uh, the quarterback position? Here? Maybe he should switch to the receiver. You know, if he doesn't have the Maybe, tem- yes, yes. if he doesn't have the temperament, the right mindset Look at to you. play quarterback in this league, maybe Caleb Williams isn't. You know, maybe he just can't cut it. Market. That's a promo. Uh, football news in from Dallas. Uh, I, Demon John is here as well. I cannot believe, and this will make. I think this should make. D.C. football fans really happy because the storm was coming. Uh, the Cowboys have made a really bad mistake. You think so? Uh, they hired a defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Rob Ryan walking around here. We did. He yeah. was on uh, with uh, Tyler. He will be on, I think, uh, in the imaginary world of all of this is live, and we are live now. Um, he will be on tomorrow sometime with Press Box. His bro got jobbed. This is like this is a BNME-like situation. Rex Ryan will not be the D.C., excuse me. Yeah, how could you not hire the guy who's been out of work for, like, I don't know, what, six, seven years? That no one else will hire. Yeah. Who's going to be the D.C.? Mike Zimmer. We like he? Yeah. He had a good defensive mind. Good defenses out there in in, uh, Minnesota. And I think that he was actually actually a good head coach in Minnesota, right? I thought he was. I didn't understand how it unraveled so quickly. You know, you run your course. 
you're not really succeeding at like the highest level. So um, he's also can, very hard. He was very hard say, on his quarterback. Maybe he get to maybe he gets worn thin a little bit. Yeah, like he crapped all over Kirk Cousins at like every opportunity. Um, so if you have a guy who's got a track record of success as a defensive coordinator who's been a head coach before, why not go and hire him and put him on your staff? Because that could be a really good addition. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. 364-1100, caller 7, Bert Kreischer, Tom Segura playing at MGM Grand Garden on Saturday. Caller 7 right now. Ticketmaster.com is where you get the tickets, but their show is coming up. DeMond's going to hook you up. We had a great conversation. I love the kind of the rogue guys, the revolutionaries of the NFL. Jake Plummer's one of those guys. He dumped out of the NFL at 33. He's into so many cool things. Now he's into psychedelics, uh, you know, for <laughs> for good, right? It's not just like a whack. He will explain it here, but I asked him, hey, why get into this and what's going on? Uh, you know, I think it's just curious humans that are willing, willing to push the envelope, change the stigma, uh, understand, like, take a thousand – thousand foot view of our health care and our system here in western medicine and it really is not geared towards your health and wellness and long-term long- vitality and longevity it's really not and so when you hear stories of the 60s and the liberation behind the psychedelic movement it was liberation that they were fighting for and now it's we're trying to fight for mental health which is a lot different than just being freed from the man and able to do what you want this is talking about your child that may be suffering with an addiction from a pill that your doctor told you to give them that is now controlling their life and turning them into an addict and taking your little baby away. And if there's a, there's a naturally occurring organism that grows in cow psilocybin mushrooms that you could give them and reignite that little child and bring him back, wouldn't you want to explore that? At least understand if there's some possibility there. So there's, there's that, but then there's also now with what we're what I'm doing, I got to answer to people that think I'm selling them psychedelic mushrooms when it's illegal still in Colorado. It's not legalized; it's just decriminalized, and there's a big difference there. Decriminalized means I can have it on my person, on my body, and not be prosecuted. Now, can I go out and sell it? No, you're going to get in trouble for that. So, what we've done is is understood that there are. There's relevancy there. There's definite benefits there. There's healing that can be done there for a lot of people, alcoholics, opioid addicts, uh, untreatable depression, anxiety. They're doing the studies right now with with psilocybin and psychedelics. But what we're doing is, is functional mushrooms, which are legal. They've been sold in grocery stores and natural grocers and this kind of thing for years and used in China for centuries for all sorts of different ailments and disease. And so we're just trying to bring them back into people's attention. Curious humans that are sick and tired of being sick and tired, check us out, see what we got. I think we have some answers that can help you, you know, approach uh, your health and wellness in a different way, have a healthy, positive intervention. Do you think this is something that former players who are dealing with pain in their bodies, things like that after playing, that would be helpful to them? Well, I know that, you know, mushrooms as an adaptogen are some of the strongest anti-inflammatories on yeah. the planet. So, yeah, yeah. You're gonna, and inflammation is some, a lot of the pain they deal with. A lot of it's just inflammation. But some of that can be from injuries and some of it can be from the 
the stuff you're putting in your bodies. <laughs> I'm tired of being in pain, and you're sitting there drinking Bud Light and eating bad food. Like, well, you're feeding your inflammation with the wrong things. Like, read a little bit, investigate, get curious. And so for me, I'm experientially living through these and understanding, like, how they've made me feel. I feel inflammation has gone from parts of my body that I had it in before. My sleep is good. I don't have memory issues. I'm not looking at that as my long-term future. Instead, I'm being proactive towards taking care of the now and living in the moment to hopefully have a better long-term future, grow into my 80s and 90s and not be what they're telling us as football players we have to look forward to, which is not very, very good to look forward to. Arthritis, CTE, all these other things. Like, I want to flip that script, reverse the, go against the status quo, you know, and be something different. Get Umbo.com, Jake Plummer. You working with, uh, with Rashad Evans? Yep. Okay. Yeah, Very Rashad's cool. a great I didn't man. Know, I didn't know he was part of this, so I covered Rashad yeah. for a long time in, in MMA, and uh, he's a cool dude. When very, he came back cool and had his last fight, you know, he used a lot of the Umbo products to, yeah. to train. Cordyceps was huge for him to give him that energy he needed to, to train all day, and then the recovery, lion's mane, turkey tail, reishi. Like, these are all just – they've all been here for so long, it's just – I feel like this opportunity to, to, to let people know is, is a gift. You have a 21-day challenge. People can sign up for yep. it at getumbo.com. So as I speak to you, you're progressive. You're a next-level thinker, a free thinker. Were you like that, like in high school? Did it open up that way in college or at some point in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, I've always been taught my mom, my family. We've kind of always been, uh, you know, thinking for ourselves, doing our thing. Uh, counter, not counterculture, but definitely, you know, into what we do. And so when I got into this in this industry of football, I tried to keep that, keep my my soul. Not you know? easy. Yeah. Not easy. No, it's not. And there's times where I I lost who I was and went down some paths. But that's everybody's journey is its own, their own. But I realized, you know, like we we're here for such a short time, and. Uh, you know, being able to stand up for something and to be able to trust in yourself to, to say what's on your mind and not just say it because it sounds fun, it's a good sound clip that might get picked up, but actually believing in it and walking the walk, talking the talk and walking it, you know. So these opportunities have come. I've, I've, I've never really been that person, like, out pushing these crazy thoughts, but I've been surrounded by people that have heard me say it or they say it, and we start going back and forth on it and then we take it to the next level and so it's really who you have with you and building community is so important we had it as players and then when you're done you, you can lose it quick and that's why a lot of these guys suffer i mean you want to go get healthy go on and walk out in nature and go hang out with some friends uh, that can help you right there get over your depression you know don't go drink and get drunk all the time but like maybe go on a walk and cold plunge in the river and sit down and Look at the sky and take a deep breath and realize it's on, beautiful around the world. Our world got to work, man. Yeah, you know, we're driven so hard. Sometimes it's good to slow down, and that's okay. So, yeah, it's been fun like, working with Del Jolly, my partner with Umbo, and Rashad. I mean, these guys are all they're doing their thing, and they're believing in, the, in, the, in what we're doing. This is a cause, not an industry. We're not, we're not really too concerned about where Umbo goes and the 10X on this, 10X on that. We want 10X on your health. We want 10x on the belief that there is a better future for the Earth, for Mother Earth, and for our own longevity as humans here. To do it with nature, it's the best way to do it.
Jake, I've got a question. This is Damon back in the studio because I am curious about mushroom products. You mentioned some of the names, cordyceps, lion's mane, turkey tail. How does that infusion work when it comes to making a tasty product? Well, yeah, that's a great question because a lot of people don't like the taste of mushrooms and they don't want to eat them. Although that's changing as there's more gourmets coming out, people that are going plant-based, which mushrooms aren't a plant, they're a fungus, uh, fungi. So, uh you know, we do, what we did with Umbo was we first put the powders into a bar. And we looked around, we found a company in Longmont called Honey Bunchies. They made a bar with honey and nuts. And so we put our mixture of 2,500 milligrams into their, their little mixture. And, it, and, and I tell you what, man, there isn't a better bar. I'm not just saying this because it's the company I'm with, but I have eaten a lot of these bars. And for what you're getting, the benefits you're getting with the, with the mushrooms we put in them, these are amazing. They're tasty. They're, they're kind of addictive. They're, you're craving this bar, not just getting through it because you know you need it. And so that's one way we did it. And then also just putting them in capsule form. So you just take them. This is a, you know, we're a pill culture, so it's easy taking pills. And if you've got the capsules that we give you, all natural products in them, that's an easy way to do it. And then also uh, extracting the mushrooms and then putting them back into glycerin, which glycerin is sweet. So you, I put my charge tincture into my coffee every morning, okay. and it's, it's, you know, it's actually a sweetener. It kind of makes my coffee a little sweet. I use honey also. And, uh, yeah, there's ways to make this happen. we got a drink that's coming out that's real tasty, and uh, I laugh sometimes. Some of the products out there, you taste them, and you're like, who's running this company? You actually put this in a can and sold it, and how the hell did you get it here? Because this is... This not does good. not taste good. And then you look at the ingredients and you're like, oh, my God, what are they doing? You know, so we want to bring awareness to people. What they're putting in their body is very important. And, uh, you know, mushrooms to me came into my life right at the right time. And I've been able to, to, to go down this path and really find really p- real purpose on this earth in my time here and uh, to hopefully make a difference in people's health. It's very rewarding to hear people send me stories of their transformation and uh, that's what we're here trying to share. GetUmbo.com. UMBO. Are you in? I am. I was actually going to ask him. I wanted to try psychedelics for the first time. Any tips? But we got hurried up. And he had a run. Uh, Jake Plummer. Former, is he? A, I mean, I don't, do we even talk about him like a former NFL player anymore? He's just like, he's so, the chemist. He's like, he's out, man. And Damon, I think Damon was, he was, like, the man knew everything he was talking about. The was vibing with him. Oh, no, I'm aware. Oh, is that? Oh, okay. Well, actually, if your follow-up question, you got to ask the man next time you see him face-to-face, and that's when you get your uh, bet paid off. How about that? Yeah, hopefully. John Von Tobel, good job, Damon. Even oh, better my job. Breath. I just complimented him. You stepped right over. Oh, God. Thanks, everyone here at Mandalay Bay. And, uh, really, the Lotus Broadcasting Crew, excellent job of bringing over guests all day long. We're lazy. We just sit here and do interviews. We'll see you.